welcome to Mixed Feelings, a podcast about news, politics, and pop culture on the Really FM network. I'm Quinn Rose, and I'm here as always with my co-host Jillian Parker. Hi, everyone. Hi, Quinn. Hey, Jillian. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We're surrounded by blankets currently. Okay, we like we need to not do so much meta stuff on the podcast, but I'm just like I'm trying to fix the sound. I'm working on solutions. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, at least we have a great pillow fort. Yeah. No. Um, I was putting up these blankets, and then I was like, Jillian, what would you do if you walked into someone's room and it looked like this? And she was like, immediately leave. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like it would be used to hide some sort of body. (laughs) No, there definitely is a body in here, except the body is recording a podcast. (laughs) True. This is going too far. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But no, life is good. I'm going to see a play tonight because I'm cultured. Ugh cultured f i know going to see plays is actually really weird because i even used to i mostly just go see musicals and so once in a while i actually go see a play and i'm like why aren't they singing i'm confused how is how is the plot developing if there's no like choreography where's the dance break (laughs) how am i supposed to know what they're feeling (laughs) i got a thesis advisor congratulations jillian's finally married yep um married to my thesis The person I asked was the 19th person, and when I was telling the department about my struggles with finding a thesis advisor, the woman was like, oh my god, like, you can be in the next year's department video where you tell, like, all the rising seniors how you found a thesis advisor, because I had never heard of someone trying 19 times, and I was like, I'm glad that you see joy in my failures. I am so impressed that you actually asked 19 people, though. Like, that is such commitment. I would have been like, after five or six, I'd have been like, well, I guess I'm never going to get a thesis. (laughs) Yeah, it was literally rejection after rejection. It was great character building, though. Yeah. Can I produce this video that they're making of you? I might get, like, a glamour shot. (laughs) Are you looking for a thesis advisor? (laughs) (laughs) Pantene hair flip. (laughs) Because you're worth it. (laughs) Also, I'm taking classes in vocal production and directing this semester, so... So basically, I'm just about to start sounding really good all the time. She said with her weird half-Canadian accent. (laughs) Yeah, it comes out when you say words like bag. Yeah, no, people have always said that bag. Like, just let me... Now I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, you said it right that time. Okay, there's no... You can't say I'm saying it wrong if I say it in a Canadian pronunciation. You're saying it without the Salt Lake City (laughs) accent or whatever. What does that mean? Um, so I learned a while ago that when they train weather people, they have to train their, like, English, and it's, like, the perfect English, and it used to be Midwestern English, but now it's, like, the Salt Lake City dialect, and that's apparently, like, the most accentless accent. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more you know. So anyway, I have to share a tale of woe with you, which is, a couple nights ago, I went to sleep. Like, okay... You know, I'm back on the East Coast. Like, I thought I wouldn't miss news stories anymore. I go to sleep. I didn't even go to sleep early. I was just like... <sighs> but I went to sleep, like, half an hour before the Ted Cruz thing happened. I missed all of it. The what? Okay. So, late on Monday night, which was September 11th, by the way. So this was, you know, an interesting way to memorialize that day. But um, late Monday night, someone noticed that Ted Cruz's Twitter account had liked a video that was, 
let's say it's it was of an adult nature. Um, it was a video featuring uh, three actors. It, at least it looked like it was fe- featuring three actors from the screenshots that I saw of it. Um, engaged in non-kid-friendly content. Not safe for work. Not safe for work. Or my eyes. Uh, and as you can imagine, the world went insane. <laughs> I can't believe I missed this. And it was up there, like, apparently for a while. Like, Define a while. I, again, I missed it, so I don't know. But I think, like, at least an hour, like, people knew that it oh, was yikes. there. Like, it was definitely a, a long enough it was up that people were commenting on the fact that it was still up. Oh, my goodness. So, his Twitter just got hacked? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, the the office put out a statement that there was some kind of mistake because like if it would have been hacked why would the hacker just like a video they would have posted something right i don't know maybe they're trying to do some gaslighting yeah just trying to gaslight the american public by very subtly liking videos but his office put out a statement that it was a staff problem um suggesting that you know i guess a staff member had liked this video um, and it was a mistake. I mean, obviously it was a mistake, Ted Cruz. His quote was, we're dealing with it internally, but it was a mistake. It was not malicious conduct. And I just, Ted, just like, this is the most relatable thing you've ever done. Just like, tell the truth. <laughs> tell everyone that you liked this tweet by accident. <laughs> is this the thing that has most proved to me that he is a human being? <laughs> yeah. And not just a Zodiac killer. Da, 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 da. How many memes is this man going to be associated with? Too many. Not enough. It's, it's become like a meme now, though. There's a screen cap from the video of one of the women looks like very, like, anticipatory. She's, like, excited. She's, yeah. like, like peering around the corner like, ooh, what's going on over here? <laughs> um, and people started using that as a meme, <laughs> which is incredible. And, of course, there's, like, a serious layer to this, too, is, like, the incredible hypocrisy of Ted Cruz and, like, the way he's spoken out specifically against stuff like this in the past. And now this shows up on his account, and we're like, oh, haha, you are one of us after all. <laughs> but um, Interesting. <laughs> mostly it's just funny. Yeah, it's. I think it's hilarious. And it's like, Ted Cruz, don't you know enough to have another account for that kind of thing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's a staff problem. Okay. Okay. I bet it is a staff problem. (laughs) (laughs) You're incredible. And I worship you. I must be stopped. (laughs) So, in other news relating to the world ending, um... (laughs) I mean, okay. Anyways, that was a little bit of a dramatic segue, but... Irma has been this awful natural disaster that's been inc- that's been occurring and it's been affecting so many families. So definitely our thoughts and prayers are with all of those who have been impacted by this. It was a hurricane, but I think it has been downgraded now to a tropical storm. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a hurricane that hit like the Caribbean mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the islands were hit and where their communities were hurt really really badly um i mean florida was hit too Mm -hmm. less severely than the islands were Mm -hmm. yes definitely and in response to this trump actually agreed with a democrat proposal in which they had a um a debt they would they want to raise the debt ceiling in the next three months 
Okay, so, do you want to explain what the debt ceiling is? Okay, yes. So, I don't know if you've noticed, Quinn, but the United States spends a lot of money. What? Like, a lot of money. Like, hella. Could they give me some? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so basically what the debt ceiling is, it's just a limit. It's like a credit card limit, right? Of how much money you can spend in a given year or in a given period of time. Um, And so... Usually it's like you need to stay below the debt ceiling, otherwise there's like issues. And so the only way to fix this, of course, is by increasing the debt ceiling. So it's like, which is not really a solution to the problem. It's kind of just like, oh, we're spending a lot of money. We should increase the debt ceiling so we are justified when we spend more. (laughs) Um, And so the Democrats wanted to do it in three months. Republicans wanted to do it in like six months, um, and so there's just been a lot of arguing back and forth. But then Donald Trump actually sided with the Democrats and was like, "No, like let's increase the debt ceiling because of all the natural disasters that are happening and things like that." And he actually argued very publicly or was in very public opposition to Paul Ryan. So that was just interesting in itself. Um, however, there is some still talk going around surrounding the issue because um the the senate majority leader mcconnell was like yeah no this was not really phrased correctly um i don't think we're not gonna raise the debt ceiling until well into 2018 so clearly this is just another example of trump saying that he's doing things and nothing actually happening okay i still have questions about the debt ceiling though shoot So I have a limited understanding of this. So, like, what happens if we spend more money than the debt ceiling? Like, what does that actually mean? I mean, it technically means, like, the government shuts down. Oh, damn. Okay. Didn't, haven't we done that before, though? Yeah, and that's why. Like, it's such an issue. Yeah. This is also, that's just this, I hate that that we can shut the government down. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because then the only way to fix it is, like with the government but if it's shut down then what do we do the last time the government was shut down the most i I just need to rant about this for a second i live like um to drive from like my house to my high school we drove through like a national park or something it was like some kind of protected land Mm -hmm. um and there was this little like viewing area where you could like park your car and it could literally fit like 10 people but you could just like view the fields that were part of this technically like um national land and they put like a little like a little barrier in front of it like one of those like things that used to blockade off of parades in small towns and it was oh just God. like no that government is shut down and then it was, it was i remember it was my senior year and i was like trying to research gar- articles for like my government class and websites were shut down we're like sorry the government is shut down you can't look at this government website and i was like excuse me it's the internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think my favorite thing that came out of the whole government shutdown thing was, like, government um, government shutdown pickup lines. Of course this was a thing in your life. What was your favorite government shutdown pickup line? Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. It was, like, it was a really basic one, too. Um, one of them was, like, want to make, like, the federal government and screw me, then leave. Hashtag government shutdown pickup lines. Oh, my God. That's horrific. Yeah. But of course, this is, like, what you were into. Of course, naturally. Oh, in addition to, you know, the government shutting down, um, the whole point of, like, having a debt ceiling and staying under it is sort of just, like, a credibility thing, right? So 
governments issue bonds and basically they borrow money, but they always pay it back because like the United States is has never defaulted in history. Um, and so they're one of the more reliable governments in the world, if not the most. So increasing or going over the debt ceiling would mean that we would technically like have to default or something. Or it's just like this weird... I feel like it's one of these things in government that people just like write down and add to like not the constitution but to just like various um government bills and things and just like we'll just make up a bunch of hypothetical rules and hope that nothing happens yeah i mean i know we've been talking about social constructionism a lot and like all of money is socially constructed but these rules seem especially socially constructed oh yeah hands down definitely almost arbitrary even (laughs) yeah and it's just insane like how much money the U.S. government actually spends on things. Like, it's just, to me, it's just like, where is all of this going? Because I am certainly not getting any of it directly. I mean, we're, like, getting it, though. Like, we went to school. You went to private school, though, so I guess maybe not. I went to public school. We drive on roads. There are police who would help us if we got in an accident. I don't know. There's, like, a lot of government. Yeah. Which is why I'm moving to libertarian land. Yeah. Um, we'll announce her funeral as soon as we can. <laughs> I like how you laughed and cried at the same time. Yeah. I'm just a bundle of mixed feelings. Oh my god. Someone made a mixed feelings joke at me today and I was like, whoa, I've never heard that one before. I saw a shirt on a website that was like mixed emotions and I like wanted it, but it was it was not close enough. We should make t-shirts. We should. We shouldn't make t-shirts. That okay. sounds like hard hard work. <laughs> true anyway back to the debt ceiling so okay so we've got this situation semi-arbitrary debt ceiling trying to raise it so i was reading a little bit about this and the um the article basically said that one of the really interesting things about this is historically they the ruling party or the majority party i guess is more accurate Mm -hmm. um is the one to vote in favor of raising the debt ceiling Mm -hmm. and the opposing party or like the minority party it vote is less likely to vote for raising the debt ceiling like few fewer of them would vote for it um and that that happens like whether democrats or republicans have the majority um but in this case it was like the republican but in this case it was like the democrats were voting to raise the debt ceiling even though they are the minority party so like first of all that was already weird mm-hmm. yeah and so the democrats were like oh like let's do this in three months you know kind of just like I feel like they were kind of just, like, shouting out numbers and seeing if anything stuck. And then Trump was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then all the Republicans were like, this was not part of the plan, Donald. Yeah, because Donald's really been good at uh, following plans. Why are we on first name braces with him now? I feel like we talk about him so much that it's only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. Isn't there that thing where, like, if someone talks about you, supposedly you can hear your nose itches or something? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Do you think his nose is always itching? I hope it's always itching. Oh, that would be so annoying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and now, of course, like, this man, like, literally every time he does anything, people are like, look at him now. He's presidential. He's bipartisan. And I'm like, that is incorrect. Um, but this this is, like, a very interesting move. And I think this goes back to something that we don't talk about very much anymore. But Trump, like, pre-political career was, like, pretty democratic. Like, there's quotes yeah. of him talking about how, like, He's voted Democrat, like, identifies more with Democrats. 
um, until he rolled up and was like, what's up? I'm racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my impersonation of his campaign. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, and, you know, is now this, like, ostensibly Republican president. But really, like, probably has a lot of um, Democratic ideas. And this seems to be a little bit of that shining through. It seems to be maybe the best way to annoy everyone. Um, so that works out for me. Yeah, I mean, I think with Trump, he's a literal paradox in the fact that he's liked by the really, really conservative Republicans because he has these I, sort of ideals that aren't really, that should not be mainstream. Um, but then he, like, you know, does things like agrees with the Democrats and, like, had all of this, um, had all of these Democratic ideals before he like, even ran for office, because he was technically, like, a Democrat slash independent before he was like, no, I'm going to run the country. Yeah, but this made a lot of Republicans mad, um, especially since he was, like, publicly going against Paul Ryan's opinion. Um, LOL sucks to suck, Paul Ryan. (laughs) Paul Ryan is just not having a great year, I feel. Paul Ryan's not having a great time. He just, like, couldn't succeed at taking health care away from poor people, and just, like, it's just all been downhill for him ever since. He's just, like, not thriving, because he was, like, against Trump, and then, na- and then like, Trump won, and then he was like, oh, crap, <laughs> I actually need to work with this guy. Yeah. And so he had to, like, retract statements, and it's just, like, it's just a hot mess for Paul Ryan, and he is not thriving. I wonder if he's ever going to find his spine. It's not even a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So, all in all, um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. My guess is that nothing is really going to happen. We're just going to keep spending money, and whenever we need to raise the debt ceiling, we will. I don't think we necessarily are going to put some sort of time frame on it that's, like, actually going to make it some sort of impact. Like, I don't think... I don't think Trump agreeing to the Democrats' proposal of increasing the debt ceiling in the next three months. Like, I don't think that's actually going to go through. Um, Just because, I don't know, Trump has a history of saying things and then not actually delivering. But regardless, um, budget and the debt ceiling are always interesting topics, especially in macroeconomics. Um, We spend a lot of money. We borrow a lot of money. And that's really... It sounds sounds really boring when you think about it. But... Yeah. It's so, pretty boring. It is, in fact, pretty boring, Jillian. Yeah. And I study economics, so me saying that this is boring, that definitely means it's boring. I want you all to know it's definitely boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, in a really weird way, like, I guess credit to Trump for working with the Democrats. Um, I don't know why exactly he's doing that. Um, maybe just because he wants to make Paul Ryan mad. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he doesn't understand economics and someone just put something on his desk. Maybe because he genuinely like wanted to do this thing and thought it was better for the country. I don't know. But there's that. Um, I also liked that wordplay that you did. Oh, I give credit to Trump because like credit, debt ceiling, oh, credit rating. Oh, oh. It's all of that knowledge from Wolf of Wall Street, Quinn. Oh, my God. I also, I never want to say those words again, but here we are. I said I would give him credit if he did an okay thing, and I succeeded in my promise. Are you all happy now? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. Says the one other person in the room, (laughs) using the universal we. (laughs) You know 
who you are. <laughs> so, speaking of expensive things, there's a new iPhone. Ooh. Yeah, Apple had their big iPhone event um, that they have every fall, and they announced two new iPhones, mm-hmm. one of which is the iPhone 8, so it's the new, like, continuation and sort of like the 6, 7 series. It's basically just a better version of the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not only the iPhone 8, but the iPhone 8 Plus, the iPhone 8 Plus. Great, that was a very clear sentence you got there. Okay, well. But yeah, but then we also have the iPhone 10, <laughs> Which I incorrectly thought of as the iPhone X. Let's be real, though. I'm going to call it the iPhone X. Like, I know it's not, like, technically correct, but it's a cooler name. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool phone. Yeah, apparently. Um, so now it's got, like, a Samsung screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of having, like, the, the edges, either white or black edges, it's just the whole thing is screen now. Mm-hmm. There's no home button. Yeah, they totally got rid of the home button. Which I'm just like, I like the home button, but that, okay, fine. (laughs) Just take away things from me, as always, Apple. (laughs) Why you gotta do this to me, Apple? When you removed the the headphone jack and I had to go out and buy (laughs) new earphones. Oh my god, Jillian, I just ordered AirPods and I'm so excited. They're not getting here for weeks, I don't know why. Are they on back order? I just, I don't know. They've been out for a year, and I ordered them last week, and they're not getting here until, like, October. From Apple or Amazon? From Apple. Mm. What are they doing to me? Why? Yeah, I love talking about iPhone and iPhones and technology from, and hearing about it from non-tech people, a.k.a. us. So, I also enjoy it. It's funny when other people talk about tech now, though, because I, like read a lot of this stuff on Twitter now and just happen to know lots more things about Apple than just the average person. And so someone will say something about the iPhone and I'll be like, oh yeah, this, this, and this. And they're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the real question is, would you buy it? No. Okay, well. You're going to get one, aren't you? Maybe. I kind (laughs) of like it. It's pretty. Except my friend was making fun of me because he was like, yeah, but all of this wireless charging, like, what happens if the wireless charger doesn't work and then you're screwed? And I was like, I need you to focus on the positives here. But also, that, I mean, that could apply to any charger, though. Like, if your regular charger doesn't work, which happens sometimes, they break, then, like, you're also screwed, so. It's just annoying in the fact that, like, it's, I feel like wireless charging is so inefficient in terms of actual power because it's, it's, your phone and other electronics charge so much faster when there's a wired connection. So this is just all, like, aesthetics at this point. I mean, maybe the point is, I mean, I don't know, but maybe the point is that they figured out how to make it faster without the charger. So that hmm. that's why they're releasing this technology now, because they figured it out. Interesting. Well. Yeah, I guess you'll find out. <laughs> but, the, I mean, one of the really big things about this phone, though, is that they now have Face ID... Yeah, which is just, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's, every, every promo video for it looks ridiculous. It looks like aliens are taking over your face. But yeah, apparently like you hold your phone up to your face and then it unlocks for you. So basically you just pick it up and unlocks. Um, but it won't, allegedly, it doesn't work um, if you're sleeping. So like your eyes need to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, then it needs to be able to sense like, that you're, like, awake and there's some kind of movement. And they do have accessibility settings. So, like, if you're blind or, like, you're, you're not going to have the same kind of, like, eye reaction that, that the normal camera would expect. Um, and there are settings to, like, change that. 
but it also is not supposed to work like even if you make like a professional like hollywood special effects mask of your face it wouldn't work like it needs it's, it somehow can tell if it's you or not but they i think they've said something about how it would work if you had an identical twin so oh, all of y'all with identical twins out there mm-hmm. yeah and it's also supposed to like keep or recognize you no matter if you're wearing a hat or if you like decide to grow a beard so like i thought that was interesting would it recognize me if i was wearing sunglasses or do you think it wouldn't i don't know interesting i don't know i just i feel like it's a lot of so when you pick it up it just recognizes you like do i actually have to physically lift my arm a certain number of inches and hold it in front of my face i think it's supposed to be pretty good sensor so like it's just like the natural movement of like picking up your phone um that would basically unlock it and just like touching the screen to register that you want it to be unlocked Mm. Um, interesting yeah apparently it didn't work at first in the demo which is kind of hilarious because the whole point is it's supposed to be really easy (laughs) oh poor tim cook poor tim cook not poor tim cook tim cook is probably extremely rich yeah he like basically what happened was um so with ceos and their enormous salaries, a lot of it is, like, delayed. So it's, like, you'll get this if, like, Apple, like, hits this point or um, whatever. And so I think he just got, like, some sort of payout of, like, $13 billion for meeting one of his goals. <laughs> what? No, $13 billion. $13 million, sorry. I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my God, I wish. $13 billion. I mean, I can't even fathom how much money that is. But it, Apple's, like, the richest company in the world, isn't it? Yeah, so I, if you had told me it was thirteen billion, I would have been like, okay. <laughs> like I, I mean, I you. think his, his net worth is probably in the billions. I would think, but I want to Google this now. Wait. Yeah, Tim Cook net worth. <laughs> no, one hundred and twenty million. Oh, okay. uh, with options of six hundred sixty-five million. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know what that means. Wait, no, he made. Um, yeah, in June, Apple's Tim Cook topped CEO earnings after pocketing $145 million. Oh, this is only his Apple stock. What the heck, Wikipedia? That's not a helpful... I got, like, a okay. Wikipedia banner at the top of it. I'm looking at Tim Cook net worth. Tim, what about bankrate.com? Tim Cook net worth. In 2015, his net worth was valued at $785 million by Forbes. So I definitely think it's higher than that. Oh, yeah. He's made warning since then. Has he broken a billion? I don't think he's broken a billion. Interesting. Well. I think he will. Regardless, he is much richer than Quinn and I. Oh, yeah. Put together. Tim Cook, please adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very adoptable. My record is 1-0. I also really just want a new iPhone that has portrait mode. I think that's really my main goal here. Oh, yeah, because the iPhone ten is supposed to have, like, really cool cameras, right? Yeah, it's supposed to have, like, portrait mode for the front camera. Oh, so for, like, selfies. For selfies. Like, it's a new, like, HD camera. That is a game changer. Yeah, with potential, like, lighting effects. So, like, if you're trying to take a selfie... Well, they, they have that already, like, the flash thing, but um, in general, they have, like, different lighting settings or something. Wow, Instagram is about to get, reach a whole new level. Ugh, I just want a better camera so badly. You just get a real camera. I know, but I don't like to carry extra things. I think that's also something that Apple has, like, 
created, and I don't know if they intentionally did this, or maybe they probably did after, like, the first two models, but your phone now is your camera, and that's, like, especially if it's a high-quality camera like the iPhone 8 Plus, like, you really don't need a camera, unless you're, you know, like, a professional. Yeah, yeah, that is for sure. I think, I mean, the iPhone has kind of replaced several different things, um, but I think that the number one thing is probably the camera because like they've gotten so good there's really no, and again except it, unless you're a professional and it's like obviously like professional cameras are still way better than iphone cameras and can still handle a lot mm-hmm. more than them especially in low light oh my god but um for the average person like there is no reason why you would need better than an iphone camera mm-hmm. yeah exactly i'm not planning on getting one because it is $1,000. Okay, Quinn, it is 999 We don't need to get all dramatic here. Okay, it is, though, and that's the base model. That is the base model. Like yep, 64, 64 gigs. gigs. And I can't get a 64-gig phone because I put more stuff in that on it than that. So, like, I'm not paying $1,200 for a phone. Um, we, How much storage does your phone have now? 128 Yeah, I think it has 128 Okay, so does mine. They don't even do the 128 anymore, do they? They do No, they do 64 and 256. Which is so annoying. I, I want the 128. That was the sweet spot for me. That was, yeah, that's like the ultimate, ultimate goal. Um, I don't need 256 gigs. I mean, yeah. I am, I do have to get a new phone. So I have only owned one smartphone in my entire life, um, which is when I got to college, I bought the iPhone 6, which had just been announced. And I spent all of my graduation money on it. And I loved it very, very much. And I still love it very much, except I still own it. It's three years later. Um, and it's kind of disintegrating, like the battery is terrible and it's really slow and sometimes it just loses service and then doesn't get service again and I have to restart it. Um, and then also it's, as, I have like a really good case for it. So it's in pretty good condition physically, except, um, now if it like falls off a table or something, when I pick it up, it's like coming out of its casing and I have to like pop it back in. <laughs> I don't know if that's, yeah, that's very suboptimal. It's very bad. Yeah. I need to get a new phone, which I will be soon. But I'm probably going to – I'm either going to get the 7 or the 8. I'm not going to get the 10. Would you get a plus or not? No. Excuse me. Um, I have women pockets. I literally can't fit the plus in my pockets. Oh, yeah. Oh, I read how um, another phone company – not Apple, but wanted to make um, foldable phones. I heard about that. But they were like, we don't have the technology for that. I was like, obviously you don't because if you did, you'd make it. Yeah. It's a really weird concept. I don't know if I'd want a foldable phone. I mean, I guess that you can kind of relive, like, flip phone days. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. But no, I also, I'm just, like, not about the plus. It just, like, seems, it's too big for my hands. It just seems like it's more than I need. I'd rather just, like, save a couple hundred dollars and, like, have a phone that's a perfectly good size for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the regular, like, seven, six, eight. I could have done that in order, but whatever. That size is um still, like, pretty big. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. I kind of like the... 10 in that it is like slightly smaller than the plus oh okay it's slightly smaller than the plus yeah. yeah so it's like 5.8 inch screen but because it's like completely like the whole thing is screen and there's no home button it's like smaller in you know length and width well the question is when they come out with a 10 plus how big is that going to be that's asking for a lot <laughs> asking for a lot the design of the 10 is really weird though right because they have that um like, I don't even know what to call it, but there's, like, a black bar at the top. Yeah, because it's, like, the camera, like, the front-facing camera, and it's just, like, a weird cutout. It's just really obnoxious. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess it, maybe it's worth it for the super cool selfie camera. But it just, like, it also just looks so much like a Samsung phone. Um, which is, I think the only reason Apple didn't do this before is because they were trying not to look like Samsung phones. But, like, that was just, like, where the design was going. I'm sorry that you didn't invent everything, Apple. But, yeah. Uh, well, it's okay because Apple still has our hearts and our wallets under their control. Yeah, my mom just got the Samsung, whatever the newest Samsung is, I don't know, like Samsung 8 or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's so shiny. It's so nice. Um, but even as I was holding it, I'm like, this is really cool. I can't use this. Yeah, I just don't like Android technology and the fact that it's great, but, like, I can't. Yeah, I'm just it's, not about it. The thing is, it's too customizable. I need, I have, um, what's the thing? I, I, I struggle when there are too many choices. Yes. Um, what's, it's called something in psychology. Choice overload. Yeah, I think everyone has that, but it's always good to limit what you can. Good way to do that. Become a vegetarian. Solves a lot of your problems. Yeah. Or vegan. Solves all of your problems because there's only one thing you can ever eat at a time. (laughs) So plot twist, today we're not talking about Taylor Swift as part of our pop culture segment, but instead Rihanna- But you still, you managed to bring up her name. Okay, (laughs) well- We're going to talk about Rihanna and her fire makeup collection. Okay, so I feel like you probably know more about this than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us the rundown. So pretty much a lot of makeup companies in the past have been facing, or there's a lot of contention with makeup companies in the past because they don't market a lot of um, darker hues and when it comes to foundations. And they say that, oh, there's not a market for it, even though like economic studies have proved otherwise. And so Rihanna wanted to make foundation colors more accessible and that matched more like more uh matched more skin tones of uh minorities so she came out with this line called fenty and it is 40 different colors of foundation yeah it's pretty cool yeah so fenty beauty like just hit the shelves this week i think Mm -hmm. um everybody's losing their minds over it i don't know a lot about makeup um I couldn't even tell you the brand of makeup that I use. It was just whatever was cheapest at CVS because I'm trash. Um, oh, my God. But it seems really cool, and people are really into it. And, yeah, this has been a big problem in the makeup industry because it, like, it suggests that white is the default and, like, any other color is, is like, abnormal from that, um, even though that's, like, a really weird way to look at people. Um, and so it's, it's just, like, Rihanna being like, hey, let's, like, deconstruct your white supremacist ideas and, like, create makeup for everybody yeah and it was funny because people were like no like there's no market for this like blah blah blah. but then literally like the 10 darkest shades have been sold out that's amazing yeah so girl power and rihanna was right rihanna's always right and it's such a smart business decision too because rihanna like clearly saw this gap in the market and was like here we have this place that there just like aren't enough like quality dark-skinned foundation, and so if I can fill that market, like, people will buy it. And she was incredibly right, and then, I mean, obviously, like, her position as, as a celebrity and as just, like, a, a beautiful really, person, a beautiful person, and, like, a really cool celebrity, um, obviously helped sell that um, and helped get the name out there, but um, reviews, I think, are generally positive um, so far, people using it, and obviously, like, it, it's definitely a step forward, and it, and it doesn't fit, like, everyone's skin tone. Um, because, I mean, there are, like, 40 shades or something mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, there are more, like, 40 different shades um, in skin tone because, you know, you get, like, 
like color but then you also have like tone underneath and like mm-hmm. again i don't know a lot about makeup so i can't think of any of the specific examples yeah <laughs> i mean i my knowledge about makeup is still very limited i don't even have foundation i have like that bb cream that matches cream. your color like that matches the color of your skin like automatically mm-hmm. um because ugh, god bless technology but yeah like this collection of 40 different shades like has you know like the main shades i guess that she's trying to cover but also like quinn said like the the undertones so like whether you're cool or neutral or warm i'm a warm there you go i don't know what i am um i for me when i buy makeup um it's very easy in a way for me because i just go to whatever the palest shade is and see if it's pale enough (laughs) and sometimes it isn't (laughs) oh yikes yikes yeah, but for me, if one company is like pale as shade or what, I once bought a makeup that was just the color was bone. <laughs> I am not kidding. The name of the color was bone, and I was like, this makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> but I'm lucky in the fact that like if like one makeup company's like pale as shade isn't pale enough for me, the next one will be. Like this is not like a problem for me because there's always going to be options for like incredibly pale white girls. Um, whereas um, for a lot of women who have like darker skin. If they can't find, like, their tone in one company, um, then it's so much less likely they're going to be able to find it in another place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But Rihanna is changing that, so God bless. Just God bless Rihanna, honestly. She's incredible. I love that, like, every single clip I ever see of Rihanna is her just, like, not taking crap from anyone. (laughs) Um, And just, like, not letting anyone tell her nothing. Because... She knows she's beautiful. She knows she's successful and talented and, like, a philanthropist. And now she's got her own makeup line that's doing really well. And Rihanna rules the world. It's fine. She's a smart businesswoman. And, oh, my God, I can't get over, like, that gif slash gif of her. Just, like, she has, like, the ponytail. And she's just, like, ah. And she's, like, look at me. I am here. And it's, like, yeah, girl, you are. And so am I. (laughs) Honestly, I do want to try it, though. I want to try, like, Fenty Beauty um, and check it out just because, you know, so many people are talking about it. Maybe I'll buy my first, like, actual foundation. Ooh, maybe I'll jump on that train with you and we can just be beautiful like Rihanna. And we can find out what my tones are. <laughs> Hopefully not bone. Maybe it's, we'll be, like, skeleton. Probably is. And we're like, you're too pale to have a tone, actually. <laughs> Snow. White. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to wrap up for the day. So... You can find us on Twitter at MixedFeelingsFM. You can find us online at Relay.fm slash MixedFeelings, where you can find our show notes, or you can send us a message. Um, there's a contact form there if you want to email us. You can also find us on Apple Podcast, where it would be cool if you left us a review. You can find me on Twitter at AspiringRobotFM. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jillian Parker. Thank you for talking with me, Jillian. Ugh, always a pleasure. I'm Quinn Rose. I'm Jillian Parker. And these were our mixed feelings. Ten. (laughs) (laughs) No! I got it. The whole thing came down. Okay, we gotta put it back up. Okay.